Baker Mayfield suffers his fourth injury of the season. The offense has a great opening drive, gets nothing going after that. The defense beaten from pillar to post, giving up a 99-yard drive, a 92-yard drive, both for touchdowns. Not a good day at all. The worst game coached by the Kevin Stefanski era. Your post-game, Locked On Browns, coming up now. You are Locked On Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB. A devastating and brutal beatdown in New England today. Started with a, you know, first drive that looked really, really good. Darius Johnson, the offensive line in sync. Uh, you know, Baker didn't have really the timing on that drive and kind of led to what was going to go on the rest of the day offensively. Defensively, uh, I don't even know what in the world folks got bothered getting off the bus for because it certainly uh, wasn't a thing of beauty. This is your Lockdown Browns postgame show host, Jeff Lloyd at underscore. I'm sorry, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back cam DMs are always open. We appreciate everybody for making Lockdown Browns your first listen day in, day out. Sports Illustrates, Pete Smith, uh, along for the ride here today after, you know, a, as much as the excitement, and I think everybody thought maybe that this team was starting to, you know, find itself as a unit after last week in Cincinnati. All of that is now just crumbled, wrecked, crushed as this team uh, just flat out didn't perform today. And Pete, for the most part, I think I think this was a team that, it, for me, which is aggravating, it, it feels like a team that mailed this one in really early once the chips got down. Um, yeah, I mean, after the first drive, it just, everything sort of fell apart. Um, they, the Patriots simply dominated on basically every front physically, um, coaching, uh, execution, just nothing was working for the Browns. And, and it, I don't want to say they didn't care, but it just didn't look surprising or, or I don't know. It's, it's difficult to sort of describe just how unfortunate like that, that game was because like there were just plays where guys were just sort of casually couldn't execute from, you know, like David Njoku dropping that pass over the middle to, mm-hmm. you know, Jedrick Wills not making blocks to, to guys on defense, basically turning contact down at points. Um, that was sort of the real disappointing aspect of it. Is it, um, it felt, um, it, it felt like they were sort of resigned to the fact that it was happening. And it, it look, it, it, you know, I understand where this all goes and trust me, this is why I've not really been on the bird app this afternoon. I see it all over the place. And, of course, if you want to blame everybody, blame everybody. Um, let's not pick and choose because, you know, there's not one person of, you know, maybe besides Dearness Johnson that should walk out of that game feeling good about themselves. But, Pete, 
there was nothing coaching wise. I mean, you know, it's, you know, coach and then, you know, you've got a counter punch and, uh, you know, after new England saw what they saw the Browns in the first drive, the Browns were absolutely manhandled offensively for the rest of the way there defensively. It went down that way the first drive. Then there was a 99-yard drive. Then there was a 92-yard drive. And it wasn't like New England was mixing many things up. I mean, there was no, you know, nothing. There were no comebacks for anything. There was no counter to anything New England did. And this one just, you know, I mean, at halftime, it certainly felt over with the Browns not getting the ball. And then, of course, you know, that, that first, you know, they got finally a stop there. Couldn't do anything with that. But there was just nothing. I mean, they had nothing to counteract what was being done to them and just got bullied around a football field today for 60 minutes. Yeah. Um, in particular, when the Browns had the ball, uh, the the tackles got destroyed. Um, Jedrick Wills, I don't think he's played this poorly since the Raiders game last year. And then Blake Hance was awful. Um, you know, he's... The fourth tackle, he's in a difficult spot, but it, it's simply not working. And in this case, it led to both Baker Mayfield and then eventually Case Keenum getting drilled multiple times. Um, they The Patriots confused them with some stunting, which wasn't really that difficult to sort of see. But it not for led to this caliber. It, it just it, it just wasn't working. And then, you know, people were getting upset because they got away from the running game when they were down – you know, 17 points 30. and, <laughs> um, you know, the Browns were able to pass the ball. It just wasn't consistent. Wasn't, they had drops and, and some other things. So it just was just bad. And nobody was really, you know, Baker Mayfield didn't play well, at least with the interception, that was a bad decision. Although there were two players going in the same exact area, which drew more defense there. Although I think, uh, the, the safety was going to be there regardless. I think he, he just got uh, didn't see it in terms of him him dropping into that spot. But uh, it, it's it, it nobody could seemingly get open. Uh, that that you know that was a problem. They took a shot to Donovan Peoples. They took a couple shots with Donovan Peoples Jones, and uh, it didn't connect. But it, you know, were reasonably good ideas. They but overall, like guys just weren't able to do it. And obviously the Browns were shorthanded on a number of fronts, but um, they did not get guys to step up and, and, and things tended to snowball from there. It's certainly not their best effort. And, you know, we're going to get into this a little bit more here. We're going to break it down a little bit, you know, both sides of the ball and kind of figure out where this team is going to go, you know, headed in, you know, to next week um, in Detroit. Hey, at least you're not going to go. zero and 16. Uh, everybody knows how that feels. Obviously. Uh, so maybe 0 15 and one, um, you know, whatever they got their own quarterback problems, but uh, it would eke out a tie today in Pittsburgh. Um, that game, oof, that game, uh, you know, even though it was 16 16, that game was almost just as ugly as uh, this one was here. Um, Pete, I, I do want to give it at least Dearness Johnson. Look, I, I mean, and it's weird to think of this and you know how it's going to work out for this guy going further, but I think Dearness Johnson maybe deserves a little bit. Ch- you know, legitimate chance here to go somewhere because I don't know if it's going to be here, but the guy showed, Hey, you know, maybe I deserve a little bit, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit more of the pie. Uh, the big thing you can say about the Johnson is, is he, uh, he continues to churn his legs on contact. He, he will give you second effort. 
He's not a guy that's just going to take what the offensive line gives gives him. He's going to fight for extra yards. You know, I I don't know how much he's really going to give you on a on a week to week basis. I mean, that's the benefit is is both in the Broncos game and then uh, for the Patriots in, in this game. You know, he didn't have a whole lot of carries overall, so he's relatively fresh. Doesn't mean he doesn't do other things, uh, but he's not taking on that full workload. I'd be very curious to know what happens when he sort of has to do it week in and week out. But I do think he's a nice fit on the Browns as that third running back. And, and you know, with with Nick Chubb back, hopefully against the Lions, and, uh, you know, still waiting on Kareem Hunt, I think Dearness Johnson is showing that he's more trustworthy as sort of a true second back or third back when they have everybody healthy. Um, you know, I, I, I continue to look view him sort of as like the – or Olandis Gary, Ruben Jones type, but I but I think uh-huh. if you go somewhere else, he can get you four yards a tote. I just don't know, you know, for teams that you know, like the Patriots, who don't want to pay a whole lot for running backs or whatever, and just basically find somebody and throw them in there. I think he can be one of those guys. I just don't know how much he's really gonna give you over the long haul. And and unfortunately, he had some mental errors in this one. Uh, you know, fumbling the ball and then like on the play that Baker Mayfield ultimately got drilled uh, that took him out. Like, I don't think Dearness John, maybe I'm wrong. It seemed like he needed to turn his head quicker, realizing it was hot uh, with the unblocked guy off the edge and, and Baker Mayfield ultimately threw it to his, uh, threw him at him, but he didn't turn very quick, you know, quickly enough to realize uh, what was going on. So, you know, that's the thing with Dearness Johnson. He's all effort. He's going to give you everything he has. As I said with the Broncos game, he plays, he carries the ball like everyone is potentially his last one in the NFL. So you always have that sort of, you know, effort and determination on every play, um, which given what we saw overall, he was probably the guy who who probably played as hard as anyone on this team, which yep. isn't saying a whole lot. No, with understanding it. And, you know, look, everybody's going to focus on the big runs. But there were, you know, several times where he was in the backfield and was able to at least, you know, spin, turn, fight, positive yardage. Um, and, again, credit where credit's to a, you know, otherwise abysmal performance by this team, by this franchise today. Um, <clears throat> anybody wearing a jersey or anybody wearing, you know, polo shirts dressed to coach this team, just not not the best day. There's just no way around it. Absolute, I mean, disaster, cluster F. Whatever you want to use uh, fits this and describes this. We're going to get going on here a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the defensive side of the ball. We actually got to see uh, you know, one of the Browns rookies for the first time today. Um, and all in all, maybe he wasn't actually a total disappointment. So we're going to get to that here. We keep uh, rolling on through here. Post game, locked on Browns, uh, you know, just out Fox and Foxborough. Pretty much no way around it, folks. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. 
You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And again, I want to thank everybody for making Lockdown Browns your first listen. Day in, day out, the best of times, the worst of the times. You know we will always be here at Lockdown Browns. Um, Pete, late yesterday, uh, you know, with the roster moves, uh, with the Browns had to make to get everything in order to make this trip, have a 53-man roster, to make their way out to New England today, um, team moved on from Andrew Billings. And today, I'm, I, I think, I don't know, I, I don't want to speak for you. I was a little surprised. I figured after Sheldon Day's strong performance last week in Cincinnati, I figured he was, you know, it would have made sense that he was going to get this opportunity. Tommy Togiai, first time, dressed, you know, Browns rookie. Um, you know, a lot of potential with Tommy Togiai, and I think maybe the Browns were to the point where, hey, maybe it's time to start just seeing some different faces. Um, but so Billings moved on from this team, and it, it, it's a weird thing, you know, and look, it's not like Billings played well, but it's a whole weird dynamic the way this defense, you know, basically transformed in a year while he was away from this team. You know, granted, he was never here to begin with, but that's another story, of course. But, you know, Tommy Togiai, Pete, I mean, you know, I don't know if it was, you know, freshness from, you know, not being competitive, but it was a guy out there putting out an effort. Uh, look, uh, Andrew Billings, um, very disappointing that he played so poorly. He was basically like a giant bag of mulch out on the field. Um, that just He played really well with the Bengals in 2019. He opts out for COVID due to asthma concerns in 2020. And then this year, just bad. And I don't know, I, I can't speak to what has happened other than he's not playing well and the Browns ultimately moved on. Um, I understand if they believe Billing or that uh, Togi, I was ready. Why they would go with him? I mean, they wanted to to, to be physical and stop the run. Um, and theoretically, I mean, I know he's 22 years old and he's got a long ways to go. Um, that is what he's supposed to do. And he looked. Oh, he you know he had some bright spots uh, in making some plays. Although part of that was like exactly what the Patriots were trying to do, which is they kept. Um, basically matadoring the defensive tackles, letting them fly up the field and just running right past them. Uh, and I'm one of those Togi. I happen screens to, with it too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those Togi. I happen to be right in the perfect spot and just blew it up. So it looked, looked great. So, I mean, it's good that he got reps, but the defensive tackle position was a nightmare in this game and the Patriots exploited it and they never seemed to figure out how to stop going up the field. They just were content to keep doing it. Um, which is, problematic uh both from a coaching and playing standpoint i mean at some point you you have to realize that they are letting you do this and you're flying upfield to nothing although you know again if we're talking about guys not putting in a ton of effort if you know you're you're gonna sort of get by and not have to take on a ton of contact that's a great way to do it um they're very young on that spot say from malik jackson they've got two rookies and a second year guy um, doing a lot of freelancing stuff at times. I mean, there's one play where Malik, uh, that Malik McDowell for goes giant swim move and gets shoved two gaps out of the way. Uh, and then just, there's nothing between the interior of the line and all their backers and safeties. And they just run right, right through everybody reminiscent of like Sean Rogers when he was with the Browns. Um, they've got to get that part cleaned up, but it was just, for for the stuff that like people will take away and go, oh, Togi has better than Billings, which again, not saying much. They're also getting exactly what they want from the defensive tackles, and this is a problem. The Browns have a legitimate weakness 
Uh, they were able to sort of occupy the defensive ends enough to keep them sort of uh, slowed down slightly, or at least thinking and, and, and oftentimes dealing with a cut block in addition to a regular block. Jadavian Clowney was virtually invisible, and Miles Garrett was mm-hmm. just sort of frustrated. Um, and it, so they 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 did exactly what you'd want to do. You confuse the or, or sort of keep the defensive ends busy and just attack the interior of that defense between the defensive tackles and linebackers who were struggling. And they were just able to, to just run them over, which is really similar to what the Pittsburgh Steelers were able to do. Just kept running over and over in the interior and they, and they found uh, good spots to do it. The difference is the Patriots were just way more effective with it. The, the Steelers sort of wore them down and the Patriots said, screw it and just hit them with a hammer over and over and over again and broke through for some big plays. So uh, not good on any part. The Browns were not in the right places to do things. And, and the coaching scheme certainly deserves criticism. You give it 45 points. There's no way to get around that, but it was also frustrating how many uh, player induced errors and execution things they, they were doing wrong that started and really carried through with the physical component. Yeah, I mean, there were, you know, lots of screens and, you know, there were times where guys were like literally almost walking themselves into the block as, as opposed to at least diving to at least, you know, try to have, you know, said running back, said wide receiver, you know, change direction, you know, flow to maybe where other defensive help was. That was frustrating. Um, You certainly saw it out there today. You know, John Johnson, you can see, was visibly frustrated at times. Miles Garrett, certainly visibly frustrated at times. And for, uh, you know, Stevenson, who apparently, you know, you know, maybe just came out of uh, concussion protocol yesterday. Uh, he was running like, a, you know, basically a damn lunatic today. Physical, had no problem seeking out contact, had no problem, you know, going for the extra yard, taking on contact, absorbing contact as he has, had a fantastic day. Uh, Greg Newsom, Pete, uh, I mean, and this is kind of almost understandable. Um, he's really, really, really played well. Um, but today, you know, obviously, you know, some difficulties ball over him couple of pass interference calls, certainly probably not the, uh, you know, the film that number 20 is going to want to fire up anytime soon. Well, look, I mean, I think a lot of that credit goes to Mac Jones and the receivers, the, the, the Patriots clearly had less talent on the field and they played unbelievably well. Um, you know, on one of those Newsom, the Browns were lined up in tight man across the, across the formation on third down. They sent a blitz. A heavy blitz. Mac Jones, basically three-step drop, goes outside fade to Jacoby Myers, and the ball is just perfect. And, and Greg Newsom's in great position. He plays it right in terms of technique, and the throw and the catch were just better than he was. And that was a consistent thread throughout this game. Um, you know, you give on that as much as you're infuriated by what you're seeing on defense. At some point, you just have to say. They got us, and that unfortunately happened a lot in the first half. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, they didn't bring enough pressure. They did. Just Mac Jones got the ball out efficiently and, and took the best matchup and won. He got Troy Hill a couple times doing that, uh, Newsom most notably uh, just on that island. But, like, you know, this is one of those things where, like, there's plenty of things you can complain about with Joe Woods, but he literally did the thing that everybody said they wanted him to do, which is – play tight man, send pressure. He did it and they got beat doing it. And that's fine. Just 
it doesn't mean they didn't send pressure just because it didn't get there. They just happened to call the right play. They made it. Uh, and if, if they missed the throw, then it looks great. But the fact is that they made the right throw and made the right plays there and executed it. It was fantastic on their part. And now, Pete, you know, it, it's bad enough when you go through a game like this, get beat up, get demoralized like this team did. But then you get to the situation where you have Troy Hill has to leave the field on a stretcher. You know, we know it's a neck injury. Uh, you know, the things you're concerned about look positive. You know, has you know movement in his extremities, those type of things. Um, Anthony Schwartz certainly looks like concussed. Adre Green most likely certainly concussed. So even you know, once you get this feeling, oh, we're starting to feel a little better. We're getting some guys back. And this was also, uh, for me, uh, a takeaway from this game was the overall physicality. New England was out there, and they were not messing around. And you saw that. And, you know, Browns now with yet another three guys go go down. Greedy Williams couldn't suit up today. Now you're down another couple of corners. Um, you know, Anthony Schwartz, who's, you know, been filling in, you know, who's been a kick returner, who, you, you know, you're hoping is going to fill in some of the wide receiver position with the absence of Odell Beckham Jr. So not just a loss, you know, as far as getting beat on the field and in the standings, it looks like some guys, you know, maybe out here for a little bit. And, you know, certainly doesn't help with the revolving door of who's in, who's out week in and week out. Sure. I mean, the Troy Hill injury is, is scary on its face. Um, it's it's incredibly disappointing in part because it happened in, in garbage time uh, in a game that was decided and they were just mm-hmm. sort of running out, running out the, the clock at that point um, with, you know, with, with Brian Hoyer in a quarterback and, you know, he goes up and tries to make the tackle. (laughs) Yeah. He he goes up and tries to make the tackle and it just goes wrong. And and he's staying in, uh, you know, Boston overnight, uh, hopefully out of precaution, but um, you know, it's beyond, you know, once you get past the whole, what is hopefully a fine, um, you know what is hopefully a a, a over precautious uh, over cautious approach that he's ultimately going to be fine. You're still going to be without him for X amount of time, um, which has obviously been what the Browns have been dealing with um, consistently this year. So they lose another DB. They'll have to adjust. They've got some options. Do they want to put uh, you know somebody like Greg Newsom or Denzel Ward the slot? Uh, to get an AJ Green or Greedy Williams out on the field, do they want to put MJ Stewart in the slot? You know, those those are questions that they're going to have to answer. But that, yeah, that adds to the difficulty of what you're trying to do uh, and trying to gain some consistency, which has been, you know, the Browns have been completely inconsistent in every uh, every possible facet this year. You never know what you're going to get with this team, and, and these types of situations don't help. No, not at all. Um, not a good day. Not certainly not a good day. Uh, we got some other things I want to get to here with Pete. Um, you know, see where this team is headed. You know, obviously, you know, next week, and you can't say this with the Cleveland Browns right now. You can't say any week is a gimme. Um, next week looks like one, but uh, you put together an effort like you put together today. Ain't no way next week will be a gimme. Uh, a gimme. So, uh, rolling on here again, demoralizing day. Uh, Browns off to New England and just basically. Got dragged around the yard. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar. 
but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Bilt Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Bilt Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. So many flavors. And again, another thing that is so great about the Bilt Bar lineup, there are so many mouthwarming flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Bilt Bar is coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days. So be sure to check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new... Uh, I'm sorry, head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, promo code locked on, all caps, no space, to receive that bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts pete you look at this next week it's detroit and you think or at least you hope you can get through this you can get this w but then it's the ravens pete i guess where i'm going to start is look now we're talking it's a tendon in the shoulder obviously it is the bone in the shoulder it's a foot it's a knee do you just make the call early this week and say, you know what, Baker, take the two weeks. If we can't beat Detroit with Case Keenum, this is all over anyway, and let's see where we're at and go from there into Baltimore week. Mm, I doubt it. I mean, I think obviously <laughs> everything um, everything comes down it's to – It's going to come down to the shoulder first. Well, I mean, if he, it just comes down to his overall health. If he can play – uh, then he probably will play. You know, it, 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 you have to weigh this in terms of, you know, risk reward. Um, yes, the Browns should be able to win with Case Keenum, but you don't want to go anywhere there with the attitude that you are taking the Lions I got you. Uh, for granted BB as the Browns clearly energy. can't afford it. And and some of this, you know, one, if they take care of business quickly, they can get them out of the game. But the other part of this is if you can just get reps and get better then that would hopefully help you against the Ravens who have struggled on defense uh, most of the season and have not played terribly well the last several weeks, including their uh, loss to the Miami Dolphins on Thursday night football. So, I mean, you can certainly try to play it out that way um, and say, look, you know, going with Case Keenum and, and hopefully another week makes the, all the difference in the world. Uh, I just, when it comes to a shoulder, I just don't know what the benefit is at this point. Like, is there something to be gained as far as his knee and legs or whatever's going on down there? Maybe there's more benefit to be had by resting him a week and letting him, him 
and come back after that's that. where i'm going with it we all know where the shoulder is and where the shoulder's at i'm just thinking look if you know if he can't defend himself maybe it's not the best thing to have him out there knowing that his arm is already weak anyway but go ahead yeah then the other question to that you know it would help if they had one good tackle um you know jerry <laughs> royals had an, an awful game so you know even if you have blake hance you can at least try to deal with that the problem is they had neither one going and and it just ended in in uh, a number of just really bad situations so uh, yeah i think it comes down to if mayfield can go in there effectively without you know putting himself at significant risk if he can he'll probably play um and and the Browns will hope that they can take care of business quickly and then get him out and it can be i wouldn't say it's a preseason game but uh more of a you know practice against another team that can sort of help you out uh, in terms of getting yourself confident and ready to go uh, for, for those two Ravens games that, you know, I, the, the, the question you ultimately come down to is a hurt Baker Mayfield who plays well against the lions more valuable than a rested Baker Mayfield for another week. Um, there's no question. There is no question there. Pete, a lot of chippiness after this, and I don't think guys were throwing shots because Joel Batonio, Miles Garrett, it's not the way they are. But, I mean, obviously, you're voicing frustrations with where this team is currently at, and certainly understandably so, five and five. I don't think anybody saw this coming here. Has this season slipped away, Pete, from the Browns yet? No, because if they win next week, everybody's going to be, oh, I guess they're fine as long as they beat the Ravens. Um, that's the only thing. Right, again, it, it's a feel. What it's it's good. It looks like it's it's going to come down to the Ravens because it, it may just be the Ravens to save themselves in a playoff contention, or the Ravens could ultimately kill them. I mean, the the loss to the uh, to the Patriots just eliminates room for error. You don't get to you don't you don't you you basically have to win out in the division at least, uh, you know, maybe you can go three and one and be okay. Uh, but you have to clean up there. You have to beat the lions. Uh, and then you're left with a Raiders game. That's certainly winnable. And then the Packers and God only knows what they're doing at this point. Cause they, they've been wildly inconsistent. They got a big, you know, a nice win today, but it, it was three to zero, like late into the third quarter. Um, so it's, it's, you're not really sure what some of these teams are doing. And, and you know, by the time the Browns play the Packers, which is in six weeks, they may be a completely un- unrecognizable team from where they are right now. So, I mean, the Browns, if they go out and win these next two, everybody's going to feel great. If they, you know, heading into the bye seven and five, if they split them and go six and six, then you're really up against it. And you then have to win against the, the Ravens uh, after the bye week and basically I don't think you could probably get into the postseason at 10 and seven, but you, at this point you have to be, if you want to guarantee yourself getting in just the way that this, this uh, conference is working 11 and six is a safe spot. I think you're going to end up with 10 and seven teams that are probably on the outside looking in LeBron's may be in that situation because they're um, missing out on so many tiebreakers right now, but uh, the season's, wouldn't have been over if they were four and five. Uh, it's not over at five and five if they 
beat the Lions, and then beat the Ravens. They're in great shape. If they don't do those things, then they, they have removed all room for error at that point, and then every game basically is must-win, or you are then getting help in order to make the postseason. It's it's getting late early here as far as, you know, the Browns and whether or not we're talking about, you know, playoff football in January. Um, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't see this coming today. Um, and not that New England hasn't been playing well, but, I mean, just the Browns not able to do anything on any side of the ball. Um, and even you get a couple of cl- uh, you know, clutch punts out of the punter, and we've certainly had our way with him. But, uh, you know, then you lead 99-yard drive, 92-yard drive. You make Mac, Johnson, Mac Jones look like he was the veteran quarterback today. Baker, Field, Baker Mayfield kind of looking like, you know, and his offense was kind of like the rookie-led quarterback offense. Look, I mean, a lot of stuff's got to get better. Um, you know, a lot of stuff's got to get tightened up. Um, we'll go through, you know, injuries here over the next few days. You know, and again, this is going to be something. Where are they going to? Where are they going to be? Where are they going to have? Um, getting Nick Chubb back is always a coup. It was not going to make a damn bit of difference today for anybody who's trying to go that route. I mean, come on, um, Dearness Johnson. You know, ran the ball pretty well. You know, there's only so much Nick Chubb could have done. But even still, if the defense wasn't going to stop anybody. You can't rely on a running game. It just doesn't work that way. You can't lean on the running game when you are in a hole like the Browns are in today. Um, just a difficult day. Not a great product put it on the field. Um, yeah, Coaching, players, I mean, everybody. I mean, you take this L. This is big. And, you know, is it a you know turning point for this team? You know, do, you know, can you rebound from this? Do you fold from this? We'll see how it plays out. They still got seven to go. Um, you have a very, very winnable game Sunday at 1 o'clock at First Energy. Um, and one that you need desperately as, you know, you try to build that confidence, you know, go face the Ravens and certainly knows they're a little helter skelter up and down Jekyll and Hyde, but you know, they've kind of had your number for a while and we'll see, you know, how it's all going to work out. He is Pete Smith, uh, Brown's digest sports illustrated.com Pete and the team, obviously covering everything here. Uh, look, everybody busts their butt to put out this content. Uh, you know, at least, you know, have the, uh, y'all like reading about the wins. Let's all make sure we're reading and listening about the losses. Uh, make sure you check out. I'm sure Nicole will be ready to go this week um, on uh, For Pete's Sake, uh, the podcast between Pete and obviously Nicole, who we love dearly. I'm sure she's going to be fired up and ready to go this week. Um, make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore as well. Myself at Jeff, Lo- at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Locked on Browns. Follow back account. You guys know that. Whatever podcast platform you use, make sure um, – you understand and follow subscribe all of that good stuff leave those five star ratings reviews for lockdown browns which will always be free and always available um not the best of days and i appreciate everybody for making lockdown browns your first listen even in the good times and the bad uh, but this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound lgb on the yellow b let's go browns <laughs>